Basics of Biocentrism. That's the topic for today's little mini clip, Basics of Biocentrism. So biocentrism, what is it? Very different than the paradigm that we're taught to believe nowadays. Uh, it almost gets, I would say, more Talmudic, Xtian, whatever word you want to use, anti-Dharmic by the day. I'm witnessing it all the time, and I'm also witnessing these thought patterns in a lot of people who, you know, say they're not Xtian, say they're not religious, whatever, whatever you want to say, and well, the thought processes, the ideology is still deeply rooted in something that is anti-dharmic and uh, essentially anti-eternal truth, because that's what dharma means. Dharma does not mean sin. Um, so many of these words of our, of our ancestors, of our lineage, have been corrupted and inverted and perverted by the skexis, no less. So what is biocentrism? The unfolding miracle of life. So biocentrism is from a Greek word. Bios means life, and kentron means center, so it's life center, right? It's an ethical point of view that extends inherent value to all living things. And this is very different than the vegan value, which pretends to do that, but actually promotes suffering for humans. It's the antithesis of ahimsa, real ahimsa, which means, you know, no suffering of essentially yourself, as opposed to the zio Hindu Talmudi version, which means that one would be living on a, a diet of vegetation and, and stuff like that. As you can see, everything, and I mean everything, has been inverted. So it's, it's a point of view, an ethical point of view, that extends inherent value to all living things. It is an understanding of how the earth works, particularly as it relates to its biosphere or biodiversity. That stands in contrast to anthropocentrism, which centers on the value of humans. And not to say humans don't have value, they certainly and totally do, but I think that this anthropocentrism ideology is really probably the genesis for a lot of this industrial society that we see, and then we see so many deleterious side effects, not just from what it's decimating the earth with, but also in the thought processes of, of other humans. Maybe persons or people would be better. I consider that you have to be a human, or you have to have a biocentric perspective or worldview to be a human, otherwise you're just a, a person. And that's a legal word, person. Just like parent is illegal, a legal word as well. The term biocentrism encompasses all environmental ethics that, quote, extend the status of moral object from human beings to all living things in nature. Biocentric ethics calls for a rethinking of a relationship between humans and nature. It states that nature does not exist simply to be used or consumed by humans, but that humans are simply one species among many, and that, because we are part of an ecosystem, any actions which negatively affect the living systems of which we are a part adversely affect us as well, whether we maintain a biocentric worldview or not. So even if you don't care about this type of stuff, it still affects all of us. And the vegan ideology is that we humans, or people in their case, persons, are not part of this cycle of life. Somehow, we are just completely and totally exempt. That sounds like a lot of chutzpah, personally, to me. Biocentrists observe that all species have inherent value and that humans are not, quote, superior to other species in a moral or ethical sense. And what does this really mean? This could probably mean a lot of things to a lot of different people, but I take it to mean not something like humans are 
let's say, lesser intelligent or anything like that, because I certainly don't think that. Some say we're the only ones that are sentient. Some say animals are sentient. Some say plants are sentient. This could be a huge conversation, just this one little line right here. But I take it to mean that we don't have the right to do something that will decimate the planet, essentially, decimate Earth. I take it to mean that. I don't take it to mean that, oh, you know, everyone's equal, so we shouldn't eat meat, uh, therefore that's the ethical version of, of biocentrism. I see it to mean that it doesn't give us the right to do stuff that may decimate the habitat of another human or, or animals or something like that. And we want to basically strive to have the earth be in its, its most brilliance all the time. Like right now I'm hiking, everything is so lush. I mean, this is one of the best places that I, I like to come to, a place that I actually record a lot of these little, little things. And about the only thing that's done here to this place is a little bit of mulch, like a little bit of mulch is added to the path just because it gets a little kind of uh, wet and, and swampy and things like that. But that is it, like this place is, is brimming with life. I just saw a squirrel take off. I mean, it's, there's so much life in here. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the biocentric view. Just having this, I guess you'd say, this fondness or this, this love, this eternal truth for the environment and not thinking like, here's, here's like some Zio sludge, like vegan Talmudi stuff. The idea of cutting down a tree or trees, even worse, and putting up solar panels, like that somehow is gonna help us when the trees provide natural cooling, natural shade, they're part of the environment. Or you get even worse with these people who have these ideas that actually think a tree could be racist because maybe it was in the land where mo maybe whites lived at one point or maybe someone they didn't like was hung by it so that makes the tree racist. I mean, we have some really, I wouldn't even call them ideas because they're just Zio sludge type of thought processes that people have, but it really comes from a true divorce, divorce, I think, of being one with, with the natural world. And I think that's really where the roots of Extianity come in. Although, you know, some Extians may say, hey, I like nature and all of this, you know, whatever, that's, that's, that's cool. But I really think it's, it's a divorce from the communion that we naturally have, you know, with this world. I see it time and time again, so frustrating, to be honest with you, especially when you see it in people who you think should know better. Um, but you know, I mean, these ideologies are one hell of a drug. I mean, I would argue that the ideology of Abrahamism is probably one of the strongest drugs or poisons ever been used on our people and you know, other, other people as well, or humans rather. Wow, I mean, someone could probably be using all the substances out there, plant medicine or, you know, illicit, and probably still have more clarity than people who are caught up in that Zio sludge ideology. So what are the four main pillars of a biocentric outlook? Here they are. Humans and other species are member of, members of Earth's community. That's number one. Number two, all species are part of a system of interdependence. Number three. All living organisms pursue their own, quote, good in their own ways, and that is true. So, you know, a fox getting into the hen house, fantastic for the fox, not so good for the hens, right? Number four, human beings are not inherently superior to other living things. And like I said, I took this to mean, this is my interpretation, of course, that we don't have the right to just chop and slice and dice down a rainforest because we want to... I don't know, do something to, to rape the land and take the resources, right? Oh wow, I think I just saw a frog. That was pretty cool. 
again, this place is just teeming with all different types of, of life. And when you factor in things like bacteria, I mean, there could be thousands of little life forms, little critters just all around here. I mean, wow. And remember, of course, with this OED AI, you know, germ theory, Talmudic uh, belief system, they want to decimate all life, not just human life, all life. Because remember, all these things, they cause uh, dis-ease, right? Of course, that's a hollow hoax. Their ideologies and, quote, treatments cause dis-ease. Wow, another frog. Pretty cool. There's so many animals here. It's so, uh, it's so great to see. So those are the four perspectives, or four main pillars, rather, of the biocentric outlook. And a little bit more about um, a perspective on it. So moment to moment, the world is kept alive only by bacteria doing the basic work of life. Oh my God, bacteria, right? Which no one else can do, and by maintaining relationships more complex than we can ever understand. We are all here only because of other beings. The whole idea that life takes death, death takes life, life takes life, death takes death. That's what it is here on this plane called Earth. Uh, even if the Talmudists think that it's something different. This is what it is. I always think in the end that nature will will win. And all these people, or many of these people who do the whole environmental thing, they're really missing the point, deeply missing the point. They're often caught up in the political snare, which of course we know is a complete waste of time, complete and total waste of time. And many of them are also caught up in the anti-white um, agendas out there, which have snared so many people. So here is, this was written by Lear Keith, by the way, who uh, wrote The Vegetarian Myth, who's like a recovering vegan, who I think he was vegan for like 20 years. This is the most complex relationship uh, we could ever understand. We all are here only because of other beings. The mechanistic paradigm of Western, quote, science, I wouldn't even justify it by calling it science because we, we surely know it is not, cannot explain living communities which are always built from relationship between the part and the whole. The word used to define communities, living communities, is non-fractionability. The mechanistic mind is also wrong across geologic time. Quote, scientists and lay people alike have tried to draw a line between life and inanimate matter. Chemists, for instance, divide their field into the organic and inorganic. Organic matter is that which is produced by the, quote, vital chemistry of the living creatures. Inorganic refers to the forms of matter which interdependently of the operation of living beings, like rocks and metals and minerals and water, for instance, are considered inorganic. But given a few billion years, rock will become living creatures, I'm not so sure if I believe that, who will eventually get pressed back into rock. And with a few plate shifts, the sediment of the ocean floor built from the bodies of sea creatures will become dry land. This person believes in the whole out of Africa thing, so that's a major miasmic lens to have on, but I'll go on. That land, comprised of those compressed dead bodies, is, one, is once more taken up by the living creatures. Russian scientist V.I. Verdansky called life on Earth a disperse of rock. This view of living matter as continuous with and as a chemical transformation of non-living planetary matter is very different from the view of life developing on the surface of a non-living planet and adapting to it. So there's a huge difference. This is a takeaway that a quote living planet and a planet with life on it, right? So the Talmudic view is a planet with life on it. And the biocentric view is that it's a living, breathing organism, kind of like more of a McKenna type of like a tactile, you know, 
entheogenic psychonautic perspective, right? This is not just clever semantics. In one view, the planet is inanimate in habitat for humans and maybe a few other creatures. According to another, everything on Earth is part of a process called life. Planetary life is not something that happens here and there. It happens on a whole. Life is not a kind of matter, but a process. Pretty cool words when you think about the definition, and it, it buys into so many of their Zio-Sludge agendas. I just think of um, that Oive Carl Sagan, you know, who hoaxed a lot of people out for years with all these things about, you know, science and space and, um, you know, out of Africa and all this just absolute Zio sludge, probably just one of their paid actors, that all we are was just a little speck in the whole universe. I mean, how reductionist, how, you know, just belittling and, and small producing is a view like that. No wonder people have such a low, low, you know, opinion of themselves, low feelings for themselves, if you're going to believe just some disgusting sludge like that or believe that if you eat something on a certain day, you're going to go somewhere fiery. Now I was realizing this, that there was a reason in public school growing up why they always offered cheese pizza on Friday, right? I was actually having this conversation with someone else the other day, and they're like, yeah, wow. You know, so there's all these little subtle things in the culture. And of course, you know, public fool is a huge part of the culture. I, I wish I had not gone there, albeit I did, you know, meet some good friends that I'm still friends with today from going there. But there's so much of this in the culture that is just, it's really against nature, which is against Dharma, which is against the eternal truth, right? Because what's more true than the natural world? You can't fake this. You can't fuck around with this, right? Like I've heard people say before, like science or, you know, quote, science, scientism really with the, the S being the dollar sign, tries to explain and, you know, deduce and use this reductionist type of, you know, uh, kosher salad theory and, and way of talking, just twaddling on incessantly about just all the sludge you can imagine. They have no fucking clue what's in a blade of, blade of grass or how the blade of grass grows. Nothing, you know? I mean, it really takes a lot of chutzpah to be a, quote, scientist these days, I think. Um, but of course, it's a Talmudic religion. And all these people that they have in the Zio media, like, I shouldn't even have to say this, I'm sure it's pretty obvious, but, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, these are just actors. Carl Sagan, like I mentioned prior, he's, 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 he's gone now, he's dead, but I'm just, these are all actors. Of course they are. There's actors in every sector of, you know, their their hydra head or, or tentacle. This is just the way it, it goes. Like even thinking in a more expansive panoramic view, kind of even apart from the whole biocentric view, how zoggling is it when someone can see through one thing? Let's say one person can see through the oyedai, right? But they can't see through, you know, that the selection is a hollow hoax. They can't see through like the thousands of other things out there that are hollow hoaxes, but they can see through one of these things. Like, wow. If you've been lied to on one level of uh, something, chances are it's, it's across the board type of thing. So I think that's all I have to say for this little biocentric, basics of biocentricism uh, little clip right here. I've kind of just taken the week off. It was my birthday earlier in the week, so I was, I was celebrating and, and partying and, and doing all that great stuff. Um, and just kind of going through the changes with the moon too. Maybe if anyone else listening has kind of felt the ebbs and the flows and the surrender of the eclipse and the moon. It was, of course, it was a full moon in Scorpio. The full moon is always in the opposite sign because we were in Taurus. Now we're, I think we're in first day or two of, uh, of Gemini, the sign of the twins. 
So yeah, a lot, a lot going on, not just from this biocentric perspective of the earth being like this living, breathing thing, just like how we are, right? It's kind of this reductionist view that we're just like a meat skeleton with all these viruses attaching, you know, attaching itself and attacking us. Like that's essentially the view that a lot of these Talmudicists, remember a Talmudicist is anyone who's on the Dharmic path to me, maybe that's an intense perspective to have, but I think it's the correct one. And I think we should always set the bar really high. I think that's a really good thing, especially as, as Aryans to set that bar high. Aryan means star or noble. So we should definitely live up to that. But so much going on just with this, this moon feel and just with the planet in, in general, not forgetting to get outside and do all those good things that are so soul nourishing. We need that more than ever. It also lets us kind of get away from just the miasma of what's going on, you know, via the screen, right? I mean, it's so seductive. I suggest limiting one's time with all that type of stuff or streamlining it intensely to what you want to see. I've heard people say before that when you're recovering from trauma that, you know, taking in lots of antisocial media can actually be re-traumatizing. It's not good for the feminine mind either. It's kind of a very young thing. Not to say that the guys should use it and it will make them more young. It's not the young that we want. The young that we want is coming from you know, lifting weights and eating steak and making love and, and doing things like that. So I think I'll leave it at that for today's little clip. I hope that was easy listening, some good little philosophical thoughts, and I'm going to continue on this great walk that I'm taking. I've got a lot of walking to do, or not a lot of walking to do, depending on what I want to do. It's pretty early here by me, so I got up early. I had my smoothie bowl and my chicken sausage and my tea with collagen and pearl, and now I'm here. Uh, enjoying the walk, enjoying life, and enjoying just being being alive, just you know, living on this living on this plane, and enjoying being part of this living, breathing thing uh, called Earth. All right, everybody. Until we meet again, which will probably be in just a couple of days when I do a live show on um, female sexuality. I think it's going to be called "Sexuality as Medicine" or something like that, because we get such a distorted and perverse view that of what sex is via the Talmudic culture, and it really is medicine. Of course, it can be the opposite too, but it's medicine, just like having a biocentric worldview, being on a dharmic path, um, even these little clips. I consider all of this to be a form of, of medicine. So until next time, everybody, have a groovy Sunday.